I'm messaging you because I've been made aware of false claims that I am harassing a member of the Cousins. Your bandmate clearly doesn't know what harassment is. Your bandmate may be referring to my First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. I, on the other hand, was harassed by the same individual making these false accusations. It was the early morning hours of July 26, 2019. I told your band member to stop texting me. They went on a delusional texting rant for an hour, depriving me of my sleep. Your bandmate was texting me until the early morning hours, a month beforehand, saying that they wanted to hang out in the hours when normally I would be sleeping. Your bandmate then went on to invite me to a cousin show where they completely disregarded my presence. It was made very clear that my presence makes your other band member feel very uncomfortable. It appears your bandmate has ended up in an unethical situation due to their lack of work experience. This is why companies have policies in place to prevent these matters. I had no intentions to ever go into a cousin show again after being harassed by your band member and exposed to their unethical practices. But Darth Vader and R2-D2 invited me, so why not? And here we are. We are live, JW Mega Mike Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special comedic treat. I guess you're always in for a comedic treat over here at uh, at Mutiny. Uh, we got a uh, calling guest at 4:20. We're gonna be prank calling some people. Um, Sunk Lightning. That's my Candyman theme. Today is um, David Bowie's and Elvis Presley's birthday, so I felt. Like it'd be appropriate to uh, pay tribute to some of the greatest of all time. Yeah. It's also Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Yeah, so we're going to start it out with a little, uh, little throwback. To uh, start off the show, and we have a, a comedian calling in at 4:20, and uh, yeah, nothing like the king, right? Everybody, let's rock. 
and roll wow it all makes sense that david bowie would save share the same birthday as presley as well yeah lots of flair yeah so we got a uh, johnny san francisco coming through tiki desk concerts this weekend really looking forward to that it's going to be the first tiki desk of the year um yeah we're going to float out there for the mutiny radio.fm sound waves here San Francisco, Mission District, and, yeah, interesting times. <laughs> Very interesting. I'd be curious to know if anyone out there had been able to negotiate their rent. I, I recently was able to. That was a relief. So um, I wanted to blare this um, Space Oddity because it's one of my favorite uh, David Bowie songs. Happy birthday to David Bowie and Elvis Presley. Good people out there, huh? Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Commencing countdown engines on. Check ignition and may God's love be with you. Now it's time. 
That is David Bowie, would have been 74 years old today. Gosh, you know, uh, there's a local well, person that I know here, um, big in the open mic scene, Brennan Gazelle, and he's actually was in this uh, David Bowie cover band. Be pretty fun to give him a call. Yeah, I'm sure he knows it's his birthday. So this next uh, artist I'm going to be playing is a local artist, um, and yeah, I'll tell you more about it. But this song, they got a new music video on YouTube, and the song was called Burry. This is recorded right in San Francisco. That is Carly Mari, your Mutiny Radio.fm. This music video was so freaking awesome. Having Johnny San Francisco into Tiki Desk tomorrow. Um, we switched it to Saturdays because this um, farmer's market um, out in the sunset, uh, Kevin North has been running it, and we've been having a – so it's the only place you could – essential. it's considered an essential business, so it's one of the only places you could actually play music and make some money. So I um I adjusted to that. Also Saturdays I think are better. I don't know. Maybe in these times, who knows what's better? 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so we're taking a call from a comedian at uh, 4.20. I'm thinking about playing a song. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what song I want to play. Got the guitar here. So we, um, we're planning on actually pranking, calling some people and pranking them. But who knows what's going on with them in their life? Are they on unemployment right now? <laughs> you know, are they, you know, in some kind of mortrium and are in a place where they don't know what's what's happening with their life? So I don't know. Um, the original plan was to prank call people and maybe it will happen. But <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Pam? Hey, I agree with you. You could call someone up and be like, "This is EDD," and you get an extra thousand dollars, and they, it might it might make them so happy that then it makes them sad. I don't know how you want to mess with the people. I'm excited about what you said though about um, farmers markets. I hadn't even thought about that as a venue for comedy. Farmers markets. Uh, there's two in the um, Tenderloin in Civic Center where I live on Sundays and Wednesdays, and I hadn't even thought of taking down, but now I will. Because you're st it's one of the places you can still busk. So, busking for comedy, baby, in the Tenderloin, Sundays and Wednesdays, going to bring it back. They put me out there uh, last weekend, and I made like 60 bucks in an hour. Damn. That's great. Super, yeah, I was, I was pretty shocked, actually. I mean, it was... It was well, I wouldn't be shocked, though, because people used to spend money going out, listening to music, and there's people that still need and want and are clamoring for entertainment. And if it's at the farmer's market, so be it. There it is. Yeah. This seems like a great time to make a music video yeah. because it's just ghost town. The Tenderloin is like the only place I feel like it stayed the same or maybe it's enhanced the, the culture there, you know. If by culture you mean fentanyl overdose, then absolutely. Yeah, 100%. No, people are still, it's almost exactly the same. People are out on the street doing their thing. Um, Civic Center, again, is like, there's so many people out there um, just hanging out because they don't have houses to hang out in. So when you have a stay-at-home order and you don't have a home, what do you do? And the answer to that is hang out in the Tenderloin. <laughs> yeah, that seems like to be the place where it's really popping off more than ever. I um yeah so I <laughs> yeah it's a it's it's interesting you know you you run into a lot of people all different types there you get people out of out of town that move there I remember the first time the when I was first looking to move into San Francisco there was this um place and I mean I wasn't as geographically familiar where where everything was at the time and I'm even a Bay Area native but it was at like 275 Turk Street and uh and this guy, he's like, oh, you, you know what, before you check it out, you know, um, send me your credit score and your your two months of pay stubs. And I was like, I haven't even seen the place yet. <laughs> What's going on? I'm like, this guy's really trying to get me in there. And so what I realized, and I know, yeah, everyone out there in the Tenderloin is like, I rolled up to check out this place. And there's just a bunch of people with shopping carts on the front of it. It was like, whoa. Like they probably do that. They probably get people calling from out of state. They're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I want to move to San Francisco and I want to be downtown and geographically. Oh, this is a mile away from where I work, so this is perfect." And then they get them to sign and all this stuff, and then they show up. And, and then the poop on the streets. <laughs> and then the poop. 
And what did we learn? If it's up against a wall, it's always man. Actually, this week has been an exciting week for me because I learned um, when you have an addiction to opiates, it makes your poop really hard, like a pine cone. So you can kind of tell like the poops on the street, which <laughs> are like what drugs people are on, just because if it's a powder, it's usually going to be more liquidous and up against a wall. But if it's if they have an opiate addiction, it's like a pine cone. And you see them on the streets like, wow, how long did they strain to get that out of their body? This is probably not what you wanted to talk about on the no, JW that's fine. No, I'm a terrible person. It's going to be real. No, it's a, it's a real thing. And you know what it is, is that even if you are not questionably housed and you're walking around the streets and you got to go, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's only a couple options. There's 25 um, bathrooms in the city that are those roundy round things that are like um, at Civic Center and the whatnot. There's only 25 of those in the 7x7 San Francisco proper. And they've been putting up more restrooms in the Tenderloin specifically for people. There's one on... Ellis and Larkin, which is a two-bathroom thing. It's it's manned. They clean it between every person, and that's great to have options to go potty on the street. Um, but we don't – I mean, what do you do? Now that everything's closed, do you can't use the restroom in a, a – uh, what are they called? Um, in a, a gas station? You can't use the restroom in a in a in um, any of that stuff. So We got Jennifer calling in right now. Yeah. Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, you. How's it going over there in the, uh, in the com? Every I don't know. I guess we're in the comic world. But how's it going over wherever you're at? Um, it's going good. I'm in the city. Nice. So you're close by. That's good. That's true. Really close by. Yeah. So how's your uh, pandemic treating you? <laughs> Pretty good. A lot of new material. Um, more than usual, I guess. I don't mean. <laughs> It's 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 the year for it. It rates itself really. Yeah, well happy four twenty. Yeah. Thanks. It's four it's it's twenty everywhere in the bay. Thanks. Very good. And I'm off to get wrapping wrap blunt wraps. <laughs> all wrapping paper. <laughs> I'm all, wait, what? <laughs> wrapping paper, nice. We need to roll up in that. <laughs> yeah, it's the holidays, man. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a holiday every day. Twice a day. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking to Pam. So, mm-hmm. so I um I'm gonna prank. So I was gonna prank call a couple people. Okay. But so so what the thing is, and what we were just talking about is, what if one of these people that we're prank calling, what if, <laughs> you know, I think actually what Pam had said it would be great to call someone and be like, hey, this is EDD, and you just got another thousand dollars or something from this kickback. And then to be, uh, oh, and then it just sounds like a total buzzkill. Right. Can you imagine? Like, just kidding. You're not rich beyond your wildest dreams. Or you could do the other way around. You could be calling someone and, like, getting all serious with them, and they're, they've been on unemployment for 10 months, and they can't pay their great, rent. <laughs> I have a great, like, collector's voice. You know, it's like, Hi, can I speak to so-and-so? Yes. Um, I'm calling about your missed payment for July on your car. Uh, we, did, we, we did repossess it last week. I don't know. <laughs> That's just from my own personal experience. Knock, knock, no repo. But yeah. when, so, when I first met my sister, I did something like that. <laughs> yeah. I have a very white voice. 
That is freaking hilarious. I, uh, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I have someone that's coming on the show next week. They just bought an RV and they started up this solar company oh. and they're like going around the country and they're slinging solar. Can you imagine? I don't know. During these times, I've been, I just can't imagine. Well, if you're a rock star or comedian, you just do your set everywhere you go. I would hit up the communes quick. Yeah. I, I feel like there is a part of the nation that's going to go into a different economy, you know, just to hedge their bets. So, um, I mean, if I had the money in acreage, I probably would too. Yeah. Why not? So are you in the uh-huh. city now or? Yes. I mean, you, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's interesting. It's crazy to see these, the rent market and see what's happened. I had somebody, we had a social distance barbecue, uh, last week. Uh, and, uh, we're sitting back and we're, we're talking, I was like, gosh, you know, they, they live next to Dolores park. This couple over there live by Dolores park. And six months ago they negotiated their rent. But since then, you know, there's 16 units in the building and there's only four people that are living or four tenants. So they just kind of watch that. I mean, like it's a prime location, like imagine being right next to the park. Right. But then, um, yeah. Rent is, rent, is, rent is interesting. So I was going to. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of weird living situations out here in the Bay Area, and uh, other people in the country may not really understand, even before 2020. There were people making $60 an hour living in their cars, trying to pay off property out of state or down south, you know? Yeah, I mean, the RV living, it really isn't that, you know, I remember thinking about a while ago. Um, I, I know somebody um, who lives up in uh, kind of like the Guerneville area, and they got this massive RV that they live out of, and it's totally like normal. Well, I don't know, normal, but it's they're functional human beings that have a job, even in this economy. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, it seems pretty logical, you know, to have a mobile, like, residents so um i uh i don't know if i told you this but i i probably didn't i had actually built this mobile recording studio out of the 16 foot box truck and i could have totally lived out of that but i didn't but i I sold it i actually did you you say you asked me if i sold it yeah oh my gosh this is so this is a funny story so I had talked about this. I was in San Luis Obispo. I was going to school down there. And uh, I came up with this mobile recording studio idea. And I was telling my friend about it, one of my best friends. I was telling that. He basically got to a certain point. He's like, hey, JW, I'm tired of hearing about this. Just do it. And so I went and I bought the only thing I could afford, which is a $1,500 1989 Chevy Classic. It was a 16-foot box truck. It was baby blue. If it was any other color, it might be kind of creepy. But it was a giant box. And so we um, we got a digital, had a digital audio workstation in the, the front. And then we had a drum booth in the back. And I had that going. But then it was like, you know, I guess going away to school. The whole point is like, so that you like get an apartment and like live it out on your own. It's, you know, so yeah. I, I got an apartment and then I had that. So then 
I'd had it parked on my family's ranch, my family's farm in the uh, East Bay, technically a ranch because we, yeah, just cows. And uh, I would go back and start it up every week. And then one week it didn't start up. And then, you know, my uncle, you know, is a mechanic and my dad as well. So I, you know, my uncle came down and gave it a look. And so for this particular uh, truck, box truck, you uh, you work on the engine on the inside. There's a center console that you take out to work on the engine. So he had opened it a couple inches and saw that there was a nest in the engine. So there had been something that had been living in the engine. Uh, oh, wow. And so, you, you know, he said he had a ratophobia or something, or maybe that was just like more like he didn't <laughs> want to. Yeah, so I, uh, I, he said, if you clean it up, then, you know, I'll, I'll see what I could do. And so I cleaned it up and we got it the we got it to start. Uh, we they actually chewed the fuel line, so I'd patched the fuel line, and then we got it to start, and then the engine caught fire. And so then oh, it was like, oh shit! Well, I got a blown motor, and I already, you know, for me at the time, it was just like I dumped every single penny I had in, it, and then I was gonna have to put another three grand and get a new engine. Oh man, I wonder if something like that could be covered by insurance. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. I was really old. It was in 1989. Um, it was. Uh, I ended up getting it towed away for for metal. They gave me like 800 bucks for it because it was just there was so much metal on it. And when they towed it away, they almost took a tree with it because it was such a big, massive vehicle. That yeah. So I mean, the answer. Ever we were talking about like RV living. It's like man, if I just lived in that thing, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know. I've known electricians in a pinch to like literally just rent a U-Haul van, <laughs> put one of those space heaters, propane space heaters in there, and then go to work in the next morning. So, I mean, people, even in the Bay, I don't, I, I mean, I think they understand how common uh, those hustles and that type of homelessness comes about. But, I mean, I don't know, 2019 people were just still going to 24-hour fitness. Like, <laughs> it wasn't 90% fucking homeless people, you know? Yeah, so. people could still go and shower and, and do that. <laughs> but, anyone who, but anyone who's, you know, seen the fringe, they're like, oh, yes, that's where the homeless people go. 24-hour <laughs> fitness. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Wow, so, I've, I've I've definitely seen people take advantage of that now. Yeah, what's I mean, uh, in in Japan, there's uh, something called McSleepers, where you rent like a McDonald type booth to work during the week, and you can rest in the booth, you can work in the booth, and on the weekends they get their little coffin hotels for like fifty, sixty bucks, US a night? dollars. Yeah. So the booth probably costs more because it's during the weekday and they call them McSleepers or they call them cyber homeless. And so they're working, you know, in tech or whatever, and they're just trying to mitigate their expenses and survive, you know? Yeah, I think transitional housing is definitely a way to go. I've heard of transitional housing, but I, I haven't heard of this particular one. Uh, I think that's a great option. 
I don't know. I mean, uh, 10 years ago, I was a housing specialist for uh, the Stanislaus County Housing Authority for a couple of years. And I'll tell you, moving back to uh, the Bay after like a decade, I, I moved from Reno to the Bay Area about five years ago. I was like, what the hell has happened? And what's happened is all the money from HUD goes to administration. You know, all the housing specialists are really one paycheck away from being on the other side of the social work table. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting um, it's an interesting gimmick for sure. I'll yeah. give you a for instance, domestic violence shelters in Santa Clara County. There's five of them and. Um, and. And you can only stay 30 days. So you take someone who's been physically attacked with like knives, crowbars, they've lost their housing completely, they may or may not have children, they're traumatized, and they're expected 30 days to get their whole shit together. And these women have been financially abused, and these men have been financially abused, but 30 days. But rest assured, the only one who really gets paid in the end are each of those uh, uh, shelters, shelter programs. 30 days, and then they trade you like baseball cards every 30 days. It's great. Baseball cards. Gosh, that sounds fun. Sounds fun, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, but yes, I can, I can call someone and say, to whom am I speaking? <laughs> I'm yeah. Jennifer. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you this. So I actually, um, I had someone in mind to call. Uh -huh. I've never done this before, and I didn't think of anything at the time in, you know, when I had scheduled this um, to, to prank call. I don't know. I guess I'm nervous. I don't know why. I'm never nervous. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Can I, can I ask you who are uh, we calling? Yeah, so I had one. Um, I was going to have you uh, call. Uh, so I'm going to tell you this story, and I don't know if I okay. told Pam this. So everyone out there listening, you know, the sound waves and, you know, everyone out there, I like to address it and say that everyone has a certain level of a drinking problem. And okay. so, you know, so I'm not trying to attack anyone, you know, and, you know, I'm not telling anyone how to live their life. Uh, so <laughs> I had someone that was was over at my uh my place i had his wife over at my place and you know it's a pandemic it's like a serious thing right and so he, he's coming over here with his wife and he's like coughing and he's spitting like all over the place you know probably a smoker's cough i remember thinking like you know it's not covid but this is kind of fucked up you know because you're coughing at my place in the middle of this pandemic, which coughing is a symptom of COVID-19. Sure. Uh, and it, it, it felt uncomfortable, but when you're friends with someone, it's like, we're in this together. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, you know, it's just like, oh shit, you know. Um, but uh, this this person decided um, that because I was at a Black Lives Matter protest, that he wasn't going to hang out uh, because I was there, which is fine. Like if it's you and you're somebody else's, you know, 
it's your thing it's like oh you know you know jennifer she feels uncomfortable because this person was at black lives matter protest what the fuck really and you're like you're thinking like well this is the same person that's been coughing and spitting over my place i mean it has a certain level of a drinking problem and then they're telling you how to live your life which is like which is you know whatever which is cool but i mean like also being in a pandemic you're not inviting everyone and their mother's cousin's dog at your place you're inviting like you know five or you know the 10 people max so what this person decided what they wanted to do is tell the other people that were going to go to this uh or come and hang out for a, a socially distant barbecue that they shouldn't hang out with me because I was at a Black Lives Matter protest. So we had bought all this food and uh <laughs> and and then basically it was just me and my neighbor and all this food and we're like, this is racist. I remember thinking like this is super racist. Aww. I remember like you're not gonna hang out with me because I was at a Black Lives Matter protest. And so so what it was, and this is where it's funny, and this is the only p- person I actually feel comfortable calling right now because the other people I don't know, but they blocked me on Instagram for no reason. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like, maybe I should. Now that I'm talking about it and I'm putting it out there, like, so that's who I, I was thinking it would be great for you to call because if it's me calling, then he's going to know it's me. But if it's a girl, you know, I don't know if you what your pronouns are. But if it's somebody else that doesn't sound like me that calls, then he's not going to suspect that it's me. And so that's what <laughs> I thought was great. So the person that I was going to call first, and I feel a lot more comfortable talking about it now, because I've, I've, is that um, there was somebody that I don't even know that blocked me on Instagram. I don't even know. I don't even know why this person did. Uh, so... I think so. That's the person I was going to call first, um, and I, you know, I'm aware of defamation and that whole thing. So I'm not going to, you know, mention anyone's name, um, but I am. I'm looking up this number. So I thought it would be funny to call this person, and if you know, by chance they pick up the phone, which I don't know how often you get solicited. A lot of people don't even pick up their phone, but it'd be funny to call this person and be like, "Hey, um, you know." Jennifer, do you know who I am? <laughs> and then, or you know, whoever it is, it's like, oh, hi, Andrew, do you know who I am? No. Well, you blocked me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, that's super funny. Have you ever been blocked? Yes, nope. but you I've, only given a... been, I've only been blocked once. And it was someone super close to me. So I don't have any hard feelings. It's it's all for the best. I, I don't. And I've blocked. This was the year that I started blocking as well. So. <laughs> it's just one of those years. Like, I just, you know, there's some people I'm like, oh, I love that person. But all they post is hateful garbage. Block. So. Okay. So I, I do have this person's number. The likelihood of them actually picking up the phone. Seems very, very rare. Um, it seems very, very rare that this person would pick up the phone, even pick up the phone. Like, who actually picks up their phone? I think that's the, the what I'm running into. 
now these days and maybe uh what it is you know have a younger brother who's you know 22 years old it's like that's how people communicate now through um through text and and social media but what if somebody you never met have you has there anyone you've never met that's blocked you not to my knowledge if I've been blocked uh, by more than one person, it's probably by someone that I'm not close with that just doesn't like my politics or something. Yeah, so I'm seeing that 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 it could be part of it, and that's fun to like put it out there in the um, in the open. Um, I do have a lot of phone experience, so I know I'm going to be able to do this. I do have this person's number. I um, you know, speaking of the tenderloin and uh. And there are things like that, you know, going on in the tenderloin. I uh are you committed to this bit? Are you committed to the bit? That's what I wanna know. Yes, uh I am going to call this person. There is a fifty fifty percent chance that this person won't pick up the phone. So I could call and they might not even pick up. And so uh this is what it is. I'm gonna um I'm gonna build this up. Um I'm gonna play a local artist here. It's going to be three minutes, and then uh -huh. we're going to come back, and I'm going to call this person. And then we'll call the other person. We'll have you call the other person, and um, we're going to do this. This is going to be really fun. So I'm going to play um, a local artist here called Sunk. Uh, this is a song called Skitter. This is their um, – yeah, they just came out with a, a record uh, recently called 2020. This is off their album Music for Moving. It's called Skitter. Thank you. 
that is sunk. We got a comedian on the line, Jennifer. I want, Jennifer's a pretty common name. We don't need to give away your, your whole identity. Um, we, gosh, yeah, this is, uh, this is fun. So I, uh, I have this number of this person and to be honest with you, and if you knew kind of my, my background, I have a lot of phone experience, but I am so fucking nervous right now to call this person. I don't know why. They're they're probably not even going to pick up. Okay. So. Now that I have this, I'm actually calling from the station. Let's see here, is it gonna make a noise? Okay. Okay. Went to write to voicemail. Damn it! You know what? Yeah, I don't know if you can. Yeah. You know what? So. People don't even pick up their phone anyways. I knew it was going to, you know, could go this way either way. Son of a, wow. How the, I got myself so worked up. <laughs> I got myself so worked up for this call. I was like ready for it. I was like, ah. Oh, this call has been forwarded to voicemail. Please let me pass that chapter to tell. Okay, so uh, this person's uh, number, which it's a business number. But it sounds like a cell phone, if it's going to go directly to um, to voicemail. Okay, so, um, so I'm trying to think. So the, with this other person, so I'm thinking I wanted to do the first call because I wanted to warm up and I didn't want to put you like right on the spot. I'm just trying to think of uh, who I could call right now. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out um, now that you know they didn't pick up the phone, who I should call now. I got a list here. Are I you uh, are you list. are you up for it? Are you up to call someone? Yeah, I'll give it a go. Okay, so um, so when you so this is this is really fun because what the deal is is I don't want to give any away anyone's identity on the radio, but it, if this person picks up. If you if you just say, hey, is this Dr. Racist Pussy in the Sun? <laughs> okay. Are you do, are you up for that? So harassment by a third party. I understand. No. I mean, if you're not Go up on. for it, it's totally cool. <laughs> are you up Go for on. it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's what it is. So... So this 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 person blocked me on Facebook for being on a Black Lives Matter pro set protest. Uh, I can I can call them because you know I can call someone who may or may not have uh, ordered uh, you know a sex toy that you know and they're now part of a. That sounds better. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, let's just do that. That sounds better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's hilarious though. Okay. So that's, that's what it is. We're going to, we're going to call this person and, uh, and you, and you'll just try to sell them a sex toy. That sounds way better. Thank you. I'll try to collect money and, and a credit card number. <laughs> you know what? So his wife actually could, this is even better. This actually might so onto the idea of what you were saying. So his wife, the less I know, the better. <laughs> this person's wife actually told me that he couldn't get down on his wedding night. 
Oh, wow. So we could twist it and make it something like that. Is that bad? <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe just do the sex toy thing. We'll just do that. Do what you know what? You're the comedian. You could do it. Yeah, I'll let you I'll let you do what you want to do. I'm gonna call All it right. hey Pam, have you ever called anyone out? Oh, you're gonna hit that? Okay. Cool. There it is. Wow, this is really fun. Okay. Okay. What's this person's name? That is part of the joke. Um, and so the th deal is I don't want to give out that this is the actual person's real name. I'm showing yeah, Pam. I uh, yeah, I don't want to use their actual name. Um, okay. All right. I got it. I'll be you, you know, when back. people are doctors, though, you can just call them doctor, and they usually respond to that. Yeah. Do you want to just say doctor? Okay. Doctor. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Okay, wait a second. Do I do something? No, you're fine. Huh. Let me try this again. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's still beep, 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 beep. Huh. It's, it's an analog phone. It's an old analog phone. Here, we'll drop the call. And then we'll pick it up. Okay. Okay. There it is. Okay. There it is. Now okay. it works, it works, it works. And Jen, you can hear you can hear what's happening, yeah? Yes, I Yeah, can. good. Okay, good. Okay. Is it dialing? No, it, it dials live. It's like an old it's like a phone. This is the problem with millennials, is they don't know how to use actual phones. This goes back to your <laughs> whole point of is it? no one talking on the phone anymore. Yeah. No one even knows how to use a phone. Is this person a is it ringing? No, it's not even on. Okay, yeah, so um, we're working this out. I've never dialed out of this before. <laughs> Trying to make your harassment ring come Well, if we, just, if we just call him a doctor and say he got his sex toy. Sure. I don't know, I don't know why huh. you don't know how to dial. Do I not know how to dial? Don't have the dead air, darling. Yeah, yeah. We're calling. Yeah. I don't hear anything now. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed wow. or dialed. Do they not have a number? Please check the is number there, and there, dial again. Is your phone number disconnected? I think the problem is that we live in a digital world now, and we have analog things here. And, and it's, it's hard because it's like the blind leading the blind. Like, I know how to do it, but I'm blind, literally, so I can't even see the numbers to dial the phone, really. I mean, I can get my glasses on. We can make this work. We can, at this point, I feel like this is a challenge accepted. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I you've got other phone. people calling. This is, we are in phone mayhem right now. Radio <laughs> digital phone mayhem. Dialed. Please Let's check the number and dial again. Looks like the phone number's been disconnected for real. Six, wow. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, did I? Yeah. Um, this person's phone number doesn't exist anymore. That means they either changed it or... Maybe he's died. 
<laughs> it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he didn't block you. Maybe, like, he died and... <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Wow. So, um... Yeah, I mean, that's... that. That's Whoever what blocks me deserves this kind of call. This kind of shitty... <laughs> Any comedic call. <laughs> yeah, when especially now. Collect, when I'm trying to collect $45 on an invoice with incomplete information on a fucking 16 foot dildo. <laughs> That'd <laughs> be awesome. So, had Josh Kahn on the show last year and he had, uh, he made this, uh, Corona, um, remix. I, I don't know if you've heard that song, but at yeah. the, but at the end of the music video, there was somebody talking about how, you know, books for kids, those are essential, but dildos? <laughs> I think dildos should be essential. Oh, everyone out there, dildos are essential. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They should be essential. But, I mean, then again, I wouldn't know. Like, what makes dildos funny to me is that, like, <laughs> I just don't have that experience, but I've done a lot of investigation, so I, sh you know, the joke is now, you know, after 40 years, I did plenty of investigating for the joke, plenty of research for the joke, and now I have eight dildos, but not true. That's quite a collection. If it was true, that's impressive. Yeah. Shout out to everyone have... out there with a dildo. Yeah. Get it out. Do do your thing. But yeah, like I'm going to have um, like a collection of dildos when I'm really old, though. Like, when I'm really old, it's not going to be, like, bric-a-brac and, like, family portraits. It's just going to be, like, a cabinet full of, like, glass dildos. Yeah. The collectors. Yeah, Some China. Some China in there. They, they're pretty um, beautiful. They're, like, pe uh, paperweights. Yeah. You could do a lot with it. I'm. <laughs> there was some place <laughs> I remember in San Luis Obispo I went. I walked into this house, and some friends had lived there. And, um, the, you know, there was salvia, you know, whatever. I don't know if you've ever done salvia before. But there was these dildos that were just like, they had a suction cup on one end of it. And so you could throw it at the wall and it would stick. Like a Nerf, like, like a Nerf dart. Like it would just stick to the wall. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know. I remember thinking, I was like, I don't know how I should feel right now. Like I'm comfortable with my sexuality and, and all of that. And there's this giant dildo, like, just stuck to the wall. And people are just throwing it at the wall. And it was like, it didn't really seem, yeah, it was just, there should it be. Should make an, yeah. There should, it should be make more dildos. An apartment, like, more attractive when there's a dildo sticking on there. Like, it just makes the whole apartment more attractive. Yeah. It can. Yeah, so well, I I do I am gonna go. Yeah, that's I'm cool. Hey, thanks for calling in. Yeah. And you know what is um it looks like I mean this just went straight to voicemail the first one and then this. I mean, I don't even know how so they call it Dirty Friday and one oh seven seven the bone. And they they're able to get people on the phone. That's probably re recorded. They probably like call and finally get them on the phone and record it and then put it on the air. Like to actually get someone live on the air like that and yeah, but thank you so much for calling in. It was really fun and um yeah, I'll see you around the Muni. All right, sounds good. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. All right, we got a comedian just called in. We just try to call a couple people. Everyone's in hibernation mode. 
Uh, we got uh, Johnny San Francisco coming through tomorrow to Tiki Desk, which I'm excited for that. Um, and I was going to actually go ahead and play uh, the record. Um, Josh Kahn had him on the show last week or last year, and he's got a lot of stuff cooking up right now. Eventually, we're going to get him through Tiki Desk as well. And so, Tiki Desk, the first Tiki Desk we ever did was on June 14, 2020. I had a, someone to call into the show, just like now, and uh, just had released a new album. And it was like, hey, you know, what are you guys doing this weekend? You know, we'd been locked down for two months already at that point. It's like, and you want to play a live um, set on my rooftop. And they uh, they did, and they set up their gear on my uh, tiki bar. And at some point during the set, somebody had said it in the band, this is Tiki Desk Concerts. Tiki Desk Concerts. So awesome. Yeah. So, going to have to give them credit for that. Coming up with a name. Makes sense. Every time I see a Tiki thing, I think of Tiki Desk. San Francisco. Yeah. I actually think what I'm going to do is play a little song for you guys, and then we're going to play Johnny San Francisco's um, record. We're going to have him buy for a live Tiki Desk tomorrow. Honestly, can't wait. The artwork for this album cover is fucking epic. Uh, it's great. San Francisco. Yep. Johnny San Francisco. So, I am going to play a little original for you. This song was written here at Mutiny Radio May 29th. 2019. Little mission, um, little mission, Tamale Lady Land song. This one is called the Time Traveling Tamale Lady. The name was given by our very own Pamtastic came up with the uh, the name of the song. Well, makes sense. And now there's a Tamale Lady Day. June 23rd is Tamale Lady Day. But it's Tamale Lady Day every day for me. <laughs> I'll take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. I'll take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. Then I make them more land, we're not getting any younger. Every day's the first day of summer. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. 
Got you chillin' like Bob Dylan like a match, Johnny Cash. Just remember six strings attached. She's just a man, they are them. Woman, woman. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. Alejandra, Ale, Andale. I'll take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Lovely canteen. I'm kicking back in the Latin America club. I'm taking beauty back to the real San Pancho. Uh -huh. I take it back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. I take it back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Molly Lady Land, MutiRadio.fm. I wrote this song. It was all improvised right in this chair that I'm looking at right now. Really cool. So I'm going to be playing back uh, Johnny San Francisco. Uh, new record is coming by Tiki Desk tomorrow. I freaking can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. It's a great record, too. This is Johnny San Francisco.
grounded on the land
dressed in gold as I see the screen she's been told to play only parts colored bras live like like that first night in tin town will free for the making hits seems so easy now all those stars that wash away in the city she Chance and small, she falls to her knees. I pray only to bear it all. Let's push on one more time. Famous lies whisper.
everybody. That was Johnny San Francisco. And this is the end of JW Megawake Show. Uh, hey, yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jen Collin today. And uh, I am going to play you some. This is in the vein of um, what JW does here uh, with the singer-songwriter stuff. Amy Mann, I recently, just this week, I'm like, oh, my God, I love her. Well, and I did love her. In 2006, there were two songs on the Magnolia soundtrack, um, and they're amazing. Uh, Save Me and uh, the other one is... Um, I'm trying to remember. Anyways, I've been singing them all day. And then in 2017, she had an album came out, and uh, it was called Mental Illness, which is a terrible name, but it's a great album. And she played some live stuff on Tiki Desk concert, which made me think of J.W. Blunt, because he has Tiki Desk or Tiki Show, Tiny Bits, Tiny Desk concert. He's Tiki Desk concert, which is tomorrow. And then he live streams it on Instagram. You should watch that. Uh, Johnny Hollywood will be there as well as uh, other artists and I am going to find this Amy Mann stuff in another podcast that I did the other day. So, all right. Yay. Okay, I'm looking for this. It's not working. There's some user error happening right now. There's some. Won't you let me see your new no, you must be the worst. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. mother warned us about you. Well, if you won't open the door, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down.
So this is Jonathan Colton, and our two new arrivals are Jamie Edwards on keyboards and Paul Bryan on bass. And this song is called You Never Loved Me. It's another extremely cheerful, optimistic <laughs> number.
Wow. This is called Goose Snow Cone. This is called Patient Zero.
Remember her, and that last song was called Patient Zero, which I love so much because it's like, right now, who is Patient Zero? All right, uh, one more Amy Mann song, and then it'll be time for LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, to call us. And it'll be great and grand and exciting and new and wonderful, as always it. All right, uh, this is... Uh, the song you might know, Save Me, off the Magnolia soundtrack by Amy Mann. Mm-hmm. 
Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. 
My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you! Poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at Analog.